This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 369, recorded on September 6th, 2018. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way your home, and even some that don't. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the Average Guy to TV studios here in a beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. I think fall is finally on its way. Mike, we tried to get a Husker game in last weekend. I, in the 20 years I've lived in Nebraska, I've never seen a football game canceled for lightning. Because what that? Yeah, neither have I. And they said it was some massive number. Um in 129 games or 100 like it was years since they have had a yeah. game canceled at Memorial Stadium. Most bizarre, you know, we have a brand new coach, there's high expectations. That place was on fire. Like Memorial Stadium, Lincoln, Nebraska, there's no better place to watch football than that place. And it was packed and it was red and it was rocking and they came out and did a kickoff and Akron kicked it out of the end zone, and that was all the football we got. Lightning struck, and they called it off, and they ended up canceling the game. Um, and so, uh, kind of weird, but I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hoping for it. And it hasn't stopped raining what? here. I think we've gotten like five inches or six inches of rain in the last three days. It's been consistently, crazy. and yeah. you know, for those of you who don't follow uh, college football or Husker football specifically, this probably wouldn't have been a big deal any other year. But we have Scott Frost back. You know, he was the coach who took um, a team from zero and twelve to twelve and zero last year. He was a former Nebraska quarterback, and he's our coach this year. So, like yeah. the hype. Jim, I don't know if, uh, I mean, you've been a Husker fan obviously longer than me, but I've been a Husker fan my whole life and I've never seen the hype yeah. that big. It was, yeah. I mean, it Off reminds me of back when we were like a year after we had won a championship and we were going to go back to back, like if not higher than that, because we haven't been that good. Yeah. So there's this huge hype, the buzz, the kickoff, and then they call it off and we don't get to see <laughs> the first game. So yeah, just, uh, it, that's why it made it such a big deal. Every person in Nebraska, if, even if you weren't a fan, they were paying attention to it in some way. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine the money lost. That, that I can't. That well, and people were paying outrageous amounts for those tickets secondhand. I mean, there were $50, $60 tickets that were selling for $500, $600. And can you imagine no. paying that much going down there and not getting to see the game? It's just one of those, you know, I'm a weather nerd. And so we were watching the thing coming in and then it just kept raining. But uh, it, I've never seen a football game canceled due to lightning. It just, and they just can't, I mean, it's done. They're not, I don't think they're going to play it again. So kind of crazy. We have had a string, both the last two storms that have come through have literally circled over us. And so it's rained for two days or three days straight and we're soggy here in, in Nebraska. When you um, watch a radar in Omaha, usually 99.9% of the time, it goes west to east. It comes mm-hmm. straight across, and that's how you can see. But yeah, you're right. Lately, it'll come actually, it'll like circle from yeah. northeast down to southwest and just spin right on us. And we don't get that very often. Um, no. Sometimes with snowstorms, more actually than rain. But uh, it's just, so it is rare, and you're right. That's we, yeah. It just keeps ru- ruin the weekend, ruin the football game, ruin it the ruins holiday. everyone's yards too, because yeah. you cannot get out there and mow unless you want to trash your yard and go through it when it's wet. Uh, but so everyone's grass is super long because you haven't been able to mow. It's been raining nonstop. Super green here in Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, it's blindingly green. green. It looks great if it wasn't about a foot high. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, of course, we post the show with world class show notes each week. At the average guy TV, uh, uh, average guy TV slash live. Let's just say it that way. You can also don't forget uh, 
our new mobile app. I shouldn't say new. It's actually really old. But now sponsored by the Patreon subscribers. So we appreciate you guys that uh, are faithful every single month to to uh, to donate, to uh, support us out there. If you want to get a hold of the app, homegadgetgeeks.com is the way to do it. Don't forget rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen, wherever that just happens to be. And then don't forget, we'll have some crypto updates in the post show. Mike, we got a little bit of housekeeping to do early here, a little bit of community cleanup um, before we dig in. We're going to talk a little bit about NextCloud uh, with you. Um, I got to tell you, Mike, like you don't, I was going to say this in the pre-show and I thought I'd save it. Like when you, you don't do anything small, like you decide you're going to do something, you sell the farm, you move to the city, like, and then you get to the city and you're like, you know, I'd really like to have a farm and you sell your apartment or the condo in the city and you move back to the farm. And I, I, I got to hand it to you, dude. You like, I, I think I'm adventurous, but like when you decide to do something, you're all in, it's crazy. And uh, well, next, oh. yeah, and I'm all in, but to Hannah's dismay, I'm all in now. Like if I think of something, even I could be sitting in bed, we'll be about to go to bed. It's 1030. I'm like, Oh, that would be a sweet addition. And I run down and then I'm up till 3am. Cause I have one, I have to do it when I think of it. So yeah. uh, it's a curse sometimes. But and sometimes it blows up in my face, right? Like because I jump ship, and then maybe that wasn't the best decision, and this software is not really the best, and so I have to, you know, go back with my tail between my legs to whatever I was using before. But yeah, you're right. I usually, if I'm going to jump yeah. into something, I don't go, I don't half ass it. I'm like, like you, you have done that in the show where we've been talking about something, and by the end of the program, you have it installed, you're using it, you're. I'm like, dude, we're we're still live. I think it was the Raspberry Pi gaming show. I think I had the emulator up and I was playing games on my Raspberry Pi by the end of the show. We had a guest on. I can't remember who was talking about it. Dwayne. Um, Dwayne. Dwayne. Yeah, Yeah. it was Dwayne. Dwayne. And uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You just, so this next cloud deal, like sit literally, you know, you had Unraid up in a weekend and then you had next cloud up the next weekend. And we'll talk about that here shortly. A couple things. One, I am all I am live all day tomorrow from Heartland Developer Conference here in Omaha. I was live today only to find out I didn't have the right audio setting and I was too arrogant to like check my own thing when as we were doing it. Like, hey, like any normal person does one video and then goes back and checks it to be like, Oh, hey, you should check these things, right? But uh Jim just was like, Oh yeah, I got a whole day doing this thing. I wasn't checking I wasn't checking chat. I, I didn't really care. I was just doing it. Like I'm like, I'm I'm good at this. Well, I was on the camera mic. Huge. Like I, that's two mic, two gigantic rookie mistakes for me in a row. Like I um wait, uh, what was the first one? Uh last week I did an interview with somebody at work where I was being interviewed and I didn't get the right mic setting oh, because I was using yeah. Skype. Gah. Anyways, tomorrow I'll have it fixed. If you want to come out and join me live, uh head out to Silicon Prairie News, all one word, siliconprairienews.com. Slash live. I'll be on starting about 10 and we'll go to about 2.30. And if you want to hang out with me, uh, we're not, I'm not really checking chat. So we're not doing that part. But if you want to come out and listen to some interviews, Emily, if you're trying to write a book, you could have all day listening to me uh, on the videos. <laughs> um, speaking, of Emily, Mike, I have some gifts for us that I need to get over to oh, you. Oh, all right. But we have some story behind Are these the shirts? Here we go. Yeah, we've got some look story behind that. shirts. Boom. Look at the, can you Those see the logo? Those are sweet shirts. Is that, is that a good, can you see the logo there? Nope, you can. And then, so red for me. And, Perfect. And of course, blue. Of course, my blue. blue I went back for, to my blue. because I, I like it. That's awesome. I like it. So we'll get this Emily, over to you. Fantastic. Yeah, Emily, thank you for sending these t-shirts. By the way, if you're listening to this and you want your, you, you want to send anything. I mean, look at me. I'm wearing a stupid Star Wars shirt. You could send 
us shirts. Just let us know. Jim at the average guy that TV, we'd wear those. Mike and I'll coordinate these and get them on. I'm going to, Emily, I'm going to wear that, uh, a lot of the mornings at the gym too. That way I could spread the news. You know, people see it and, uh, super you, cool hopefully you can get some more fans of the podcast yeah and it's you know it's one of those podcasts uh that you can just talk about like yeah i'm such a history and trivia nerd on some of those kinds of things so if you haven't if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the story behind just go to your wherever you're listening to me and search for uh the story behind and make sure there's a maybe there might be a few name that so make sure it's emily Procop that you're listening to and uh, Emily has been a big, faithful, gigantic listener for a while now out in the chat room. Mark's been on the show, her husband. And uh, Emily, we appreciate it. So thanks for sending the shirts. We'll get those wearing. I just, I didn't want to wear mine tonight and not have Mike have his. They just came in the mail today. Perfect. So, so Emily, thank you very much. Speaking of the mail, uh, two weeks ago or a week ago, we talked about the RMA process for the Seagate hard drives. And right. guess what came in today? Dude, I thought I'd just get a like a white label, white box. A brand new one. Brand new. This is like what you just buy. Like so. So then now is, you ship the old one in this box, or how does it work? Uh, yeah, they have a label. I like guess label. I can ship it in any box, right? Yeah, it's true. Might as well keep that box. Yeah. Um, I've got the old box. So I'm gonna pack it up in the old box, just throw it in there, tape it up to put the label on it and drop it in there. Remember, it was twelve dollars for the service. It was ex about expedited to me. Right. And then uh, return shipping is all taken care of, which nice. would cost ten bucks probably anyways to ship that thing back to them. So for two bucks to have them send it to me, print the label, get all that stuff taken care of, get a box. All the packing material is all here. I can just throw it in the box and send it back. Pretty great. I know there's a lot of people who don't have a high regard for Seagate. I'm not saying this gets them out of the doghouse, but... Okay. Them to replace it. No yeah. questions asked. No, not bad. So if you've been buying those SMR drives, the, really the warranty just comes off the serial number. And... Um, yeah, that's it. And so you can you can log into their site at any time and see what kind of warranty you have with them. They come with a standard one year. And I think I'm still, I think I've got six months left on the warranty on that one that I send that I'm sending back to them. Um, so pretty great. We'll we'll get this uh I'll get this uh cranking on uh on plotting for burst and we'll get uh we'll get it done unless people decide they still want to buy it. I had said last week I may not sell the rest of my drives. I may or may not. If you're still interested, this may be last call tonight. If you're interested, I've got a couple eight terabyte drives left. If you're interested in buying them, uh, in uh, they're hundred bucks each plus shipping, so it works out to about one hundred and ten dollars per. Send me an email, Jim at theaverageguy.tv, and we'll uh, we'll figure it out. And I've been on a eBay selling spree. Talk about making shipping easy. Uh, eBay. If you have not sold anything on eBay lately, it is just drop dead simple you list it you scan a barcode even put it up there and then they say hey someone bought it ship it you print the label it uses paypal for everything you don't need to do anything it's super easy but yeah i've been uh just going through a bunch of old tech selling it and really surprised about you know what i'm getting for some of the stuff that i would have thought you know i'm thinking ten dollars and it goes for 40 or 45 and it's been a nice little this thing just clearing out some of the old it stuff is nice isn't it? Yeah. yeah i've been trying to do the same just get rid of stuff it's that time. I came down to the desk the other day, and it was actually completely clean. And I was like, wow, hey, this is kind of a good feeling. So right. pretty I nice. the same thing. When I got the iMac back working, I uh, cleared off the desk. The workbench is finally all cleared again. So I got one of those new mouse pads that's literally it's right in front oh, of me, wow. like this big. Did you order it from Amazon? or uh, you Yeah, it? the Steel Series, and it's like the Extreme Gamer. So it goes, and because I, I like having the mouse pad just a nice thing to lay stuff on. So, you know, your phone, it's not going to scratch. So I literally have a placemat that is 
Oh, it's probably 40 inches wide. Wow. I mean, it's, it's massive. How, how much was it? $28. So not too bad. Uh, and it's that some kind of design it. on it or is it? No, just... it's just straight black, which is what I wanted. Yeah. So steel series is the brand. And I've been, I just, I, that's what I had before. This was actually uh, my smaller one. So if this is the small one. Wow. It's bigger than that. huh? Okay. It's, oh yeah. yeah. It's like double the size wide as this. And so this now is kind of my, when I'm working on a hard drive or I'm doing electronics, I can set it on my workbench. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's nice to have that surface. Nice that's a good bit. idea. Yeah, it really, it works really, it works well. I have to get that for this desk. That would make kind of like a, it like a, uh, what do you call those uh, coaster for your mm-hmm. drink too? Because you just you know, yeah, things don't slide around. If you, so that's what I like about it as well. If you drop a screw, sometimes you drop a screw on the desk and it bounces and then it flies somewhere and you can't find it and, yep. you know, that kind of at least slows that down a little bit. Um, right. No, oh, pretty cool. I have to I have to get that checked out. Uh, one more quick reminder, Patch Tuesday is coming up this Tuesday, which is, just happens to be 9-11, which is a big deal here in the United States. We don't really do much with it now, but, of course, a, a big significant event on that. So don't forget, if you're running Burst or doing anything that's going to reboot your PCs, chances are next week sometime they're going to reboot. So, be, Mike, I'm going to be preventative about it. I will probably, on Tuesday night, come home and just reboot everything. Just go through, make sure everything's updated and everything's rebooted and everything's where it should be at. We do know probably the next patch Tuesday. So October, which by the way, Rich Hay is coming on early October to talk to us about it is the release, the next major release of windows. So 18, uh, 1809, I think, or 18, I think they're going to call it 1809 or maybe 1810. It will be called the falls, the fall update. No, no, that's, this is so confusing. Microsoft's given us so many huh. It'll be the 2018, October 2018 update. Pretty original, okay. I think. But uh, that's coming. So you've got a big up. If you're keeping up with your updates on Windows, you've got a big update coming, not this month, but probably next. We don't know for sure. Just keep an eye on it. Those those can be a little disruptive if you don't have them delayed or those kinds of things. You can uh, you can get those uh, taken care of. So just a, just a reminder. Mike, you spent some time. You mentioned your, your iMac. Yeah. Uh, can uh, you, you, you spent some time? I mean, that thing was dead, right? It was fully dead, yeah. like dead as a doornail. Yeah. Um, I had taken it so about a year and a half ago. It just it would just randomly die, and I kind of explained this, and it would you'd be doing something, and it would just turn off. Um, and then not even turn it. You couldn't even just use the switch to turn it back on. You had to reset the PRAM uh, on the Mac to get it to even turn back on. It was extremely weird. And, uh, you know, a lot of the, so I posted this out on the Facebook group. That's how it came up. And I actually, I think I got the fix for it and I had people guessing and they were guessing a lot of things that I had guessed originally too, right? Thermal problems, Ram, um, just, I, so I redid the whole OS that didn't help anything. And, you know, you could, you couldn't recreate the problem. And when you did a diagnostics test on it, when I did it and when the Apple store did it, everything showed up fine because what Apple did was Apple ran the diagnostic they said, well, everything's coming back fine. And uh, they said, well, well, everything is, ex-, and they're like, well, and this, this yeah, so this is weird. We need, we should, we'll replace this for you because there's no reason it should be um, doing this. And then they're like, well, wait, the serial, the hard drive isn't an Apple hard drive. Did you get in there and replace it? And I said, yeah. And as soon as I said that, they're like, well, what, since you cracked the iMac, we're, you know, you'd have to pay a bunch and it was going to be almost the cost of the computer to replace it. So I said, okay, well, I'll just take it home and and deal with it or buy a new computer. I'm not going to replace this one. And turns out long story short, uh, 
what I think fixed it. And someone had a good comment. They said the last time it took you a year from the time it ran fine for a year with the new SSD. And then you had the problems a year later. So don't you have to wait this time another year? I said, okay, valid. Uh, but there's a reason I don't think that I think I might have fixed it. But long story short, um, Macs, and especially on the operating system back when I was having the problem, do not play nicely with third-party uh, SSDs out of the box. It's not just like Windows where you slap a SSD in there and you're good to go, only because they do not enable trim by default. And the garbage management system in a Mac and the garbage management system on an SSD, especially some of the, um, what kind do I have? I have a Samsung Evo drive. Those two did not play nicely together. So after a while, uh, the trash management gets confused and it thinks it doesn't have enough space, but the hard drive reports that it does. And there's a collision and that's when you would, you know, your computer would crash. So I don't know why I never thought of that. I don't know why I never did. So all I did, and keep in mind, in the past, I have I had wiped and redone the hard drive and redone the OS, but that didn't fix the issue. It would still be persistent. This time booted off. I installed the OS on an external drive, booted to that drive so I could wipe the internal one fully, but I enabled trim first. So I enabled trim, wiped it, then reinstalled the OS, and it has been glorious ever since. So um, enabling trim on the Mac was, it seems like such a simple fix, but it's something you don't think about if you, you know, I had installed SSDs and Windows machines for, and it's just easy. You replace the drive, you put an SSD in your good to go so something i had not thought of and i think that we have a fix that is going to work but like he said we'll see in a year if this thing if it uh if we have the same problem again what are you gonna use it for so it's now mainly with the podcasting machine because it's still got it it's you know it's an i5 it's got an ssd in it it's it's uh 2000 this one was from 2013 2014 so it's still fairly new yeah and so this, if I need to do high end, like my 4k drone footage will probably still be done on my laptop because my laptop's a beefier computer. Um, but this one has 16 gigs of Ram. It's the i5. It's not bad. So this will be a podcasting machine and any light video editing tutorials. When I do my screencast tutorials, this will be more than enough. It's snappy. So this is my main computer now downstairs, which is nice because I don't have to come and dock my, com- my laptop and plug in all my cords and get it all set up every time. It's just here and it's set up and ready to go. So yeah, wow. I was happy to do that. And Apparently, trim was the issue well, this whole time. Yeah, and that, that is weird. And I remember trim. There was an issue with Windows and trim. Was there? And, yeah, and I'm trying to remember. I just, it, it's been a while. But there was, maybe it was Windows 7 or something like that. that I don't know. The chat room will remind me. Um, but it, I, I seem to remember we had some trim issues with SSDs a while ago. I mean, it right. was um, three, four, five years ago, maybe. And that's when this was. Like, so maybe yeah. it was around the same time. Yeah, maybe it, maybe it was. Well, Actually, good. No, no, it wasn't that long ago. It was only three years? a year and a half ago that okay. I lost. The computer went down Yeah. because um, I replaced it The because it came with a spinner. Right. And I replaced it with an SSD. So it was about two years ago. Well, good to get it back. You know, you yeah, got a $2,000 not knowing mistake, right? Because I ended up and went out and bought a new laptop, which is great because I needed it anyway. Uh, yeah. The laptop handles the 4K footage a lot better than this one ever did. So, I mean, it's not like you recorded a whole day of podcasts and didn't have the right audio setting or anything. Could have been no, that. No, I, I didn't right? do that today. That's could have been that bad where you had a. Microsoft employee and a whole bunch of session leaders and keynotes and some really good interviews. And then you set the wrong audio setting. You you could and because you're you know anyway okay I'll, I'll stop. Um, 
Well, good. No, and you got a dedicated rig down there. I know we've had some problems uh, a, a while back getting that working, right? We had some audio well, problems with you. Yeah, because um, I'm not running the beta on this right, iMac. Right. Yeah, my, I'm running the beta on the laptop, and they, <laughs> Chrome and the new beta have not played nicely together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good. Now you can, it's good and it's stable and it should work for you. And you've got that thing back up and running and yeah, and very cool. You, okay. So I alluded to this earlier, but you like you, my friend, you go all in. And so <laughs> next cloud has been, was your next project after Unraid. What, what made you tell me what made you go or what made you think? Cause I would have gone to own cloud right away, but you right. obviously you always do some research and checked it out. So Talk a little bit about the process of what and why, and why'd you do that? Why'd you go to NextCloud? So there is a YouTube, the link I post in the Facebook group goes to a YouTube tutorial on installing NextCloud and Unraid that is done by a guy who goes by Space Invader on YouTube. And he has, I mean, I can't even count how many Unraid tutorials on his channel. So he was actually a resource I had used when I was getting up Unraid up and running. So I ended up just kind of scrolling through his videos and kind of seeing what he suggests. Oh, because I mean, he just does such high quality content that I was like, okay, I'm, I'm betting he has some good suggestions. So he had one on NextCloud. And honestly, Jim, I hadn't heard of NextCloud or OwnCloud. So I uh, I Googled it. I was like, okay, it sounds pretty cool, but I kind of want to do a little bit of research on it and found out it was a lot of the original devs and creators of OwnCloud that's forked went off and started NextCloud. They're actually extremely similar, but NextCloud is kind of considered the the new and upgraded version of OwnCloud. So uh, kind of interesting, but I, I saw it. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. It's at least worth... The great thing about Unraid is you can fire up a Docker, get something going. Yeah, you don't like it, blow it away. Like, and it doesn't have to, it doesn't affect anything. And it takes 10 seconds. Um, there's a community applications plugin on Unraid that pretty much gives you an app store. Unraid doesn't come with an app store, but it's essentially think of an app store where you can look up any apps and easily install them. So yeah, I went in and I got it. And for those of you like me who do not know what either of these are, it is your own personal Dropbox. If you think of all the functionality that Dropbox has, it is the exact same thing. I think a little actually more feature rich, but all of the data is stored on your on your device, whatever it is. You can install NextCloud on a lot of different devices. I installed it on Unraid. So you get, you know, there's applications for the iOS, for Android, for your Mac, for your Windows. Essentially, it is just like installing Dropbox. You have a folder that everything goes into and that syncs it. And your cloud is going to sync everything across all of your devices. So it's exactly like Dropbox, except for it's your own data. There's a few things I really like about that. And number one is, you know, where the data is stored. And number two is, uh, if you're, you know, for me, for especially for Upshot, I was looking for a place to easily share the finished videos with the client. And with Google Drive and all that stuff, they, those work great. But if you're dealing with 4K footage and a lot of footage, that upload and download, the bandwidth wise, it takes forever for those to sync. Well, um, the thing I've loved about Unrated, by the way, that I didn't mention earlier, is that I saturate the entire gigabit network when I transfer files. So it is extremely fast. And none of the pre-built NASs that I've bought, the QNAP or anything that have been able to do that. So it's a full gigabit speed. So when I'm transferring these files over, it's extremely fast. It's a cloud service, but you're getting full gigabit speeds up and down, which has been extremely nice. And got it up and running. Uh, it does take a little bit of configuring. So if you're, if you're looking for something easy, uh, it's easy-ish. If 
you want though to use your own domain and use a reverse proxy, it's just a few more steps and it can get a little bit confusing, uh, but it's not too bad. So reverse proxy, meaning I have my own domain and you can just do like nextcloud.server.com, like whatever your domain is. And it's HTTPS with a reverse proxy on Unraid. And you go there from any, uh, from outside your home even, and it connects. So that's how um, it works. And it works really, really well. So I have been enjoying that for about the last few days, testing it out, seeing the limitations. And Mike Howard, actually, a, a few people in our group actually use it. In the chat tonight, P, uh, Peter and Mike both use it. And um, they, so Mike says that what he likes about it is you can create a public folder that people can upload files to. And you can have the settings be anything you want. So you could have this folder be, Jim, you can go out and you could upload your stuff to my folder, but you can't see anything in it. I could have you upload and be able to see. I can have you upload, see, and download you really can restrict what you want these people to have access to. And Mike had a perfect use case for it. He actually uses it as for his photo contest for his podcast. So he gives, he shares the link because it's just one shareable link and people can upload their photos, but they can't do anything else. They can't even see the other photos that are in the folder and they're, they're on your cloud. So a lot of those features that Dropbox has, um, Nextcloud also has them. And actually, I think they're a little bit easier to use and more customizable, especially with the different sharing options that you have. And uh, Mike also says he uses his own domain, and so do I. Yeah, I used my own domain that I had, which is great, so you can map it to your own. And then with Unraid, there's a very, very simple, uh, it's called DuckDNS, one of those simple where it goes out and it updates a domain um, with your current IP address all the time. So if your router reboots and you get a new IP address, that link is always going to work. So it's it's really nice. And uh, as Mike points out, it's also free. That was the best part about it. What's so. the financial incentive for these developers? I think there is a fee if you use it. Uh, well, first of all, it's open source. So it's an open source program. And uh, I think there is a fee if you want to use one of their servers. Mike and PT Peter can correct me if that's wrong. But there is some sort of fee structure if you don't have your own um, cloud, but you want to essentially rent a server. I don't know how they make money, but yeah. it works pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Well, it's not like they're in this case, they're it would just be software updates that you'd be worried about. If those guys ditch this, you know, they're like, ah, screw it, we're out of here. I don't think they're gonna, but you you gotta think about those things sometimes. Right. Like, okay, is this thing gonna get supported if I'm gonna use it as a business thing, if I'm gonna have people um, Peter says they sell support for it. So that's probably yeah. the right. That's and Mike also right says now. there might be a fee for enterprise users. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna get I'm gonna go buy Jim's storage dot online and then i'm gonna start uh, i'm gonna create my own jimmy drive there you <laughs> um, go mike howard will understand that reference do you, do you know jimmy drive no are you familiar with that <laughs> it goes way back way back there was a guy back in the day if you go back to uh, i'd have to like in the episodes in the early like maybe 80s or 90s or something i think we, we talked about this guy just started his own online storage and he called it jimmy drive and uh <laughs> it didn't work out well for him in the end, he, I think he just ditched it. Like, I don't know. It was a really weird situation. But um, if you go back to some of our early shows, you'll hear Jim. You'll hear okay. Jim. But jimstorage.online is available for $4.99. I can get that uh, domain for $4.99. So. Or just do it as a subdomain. Because what you really, when you do Let's Encrypt and you do a, uh, you just do it as a subdomain to your regular domain. Hmm. So that's that's usually the way they, they do it. So okay. I took my WRD Labs domain and I just uh, did a subdomain of that, and, yeah. and it works really well. The um, 
There's one other thing. I was, oh, so the other thing I really like about it is adding users is so simple. So I had my account. I'm like, wait, I, I could set Hannah up with an account. You go to users, click Hannah, and now she has her own separate from mine uh, storage. And it just yeah. works. And you can set quotas. So um, you could say, okay, she only gets 500 gigs to upload, or you can set her to upload unlimited, as many users as you want. I've actually thought, you know, you could even have, you could do cloud for your friends if you really wanted to. You could just add a user and they don't have to be on your network to use it. And you could, you could set up some cloud storage for, for friends and family. Yeah. It's a great way to, great way to do it. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think your use case of for business, like in, for your drone stuff where you yeah. could, if you're taking files from people or you're sending files to them, this is, I think, a great way and a great solution to have it done. Or even if you have more than a free account allows for some of the other Dropbox, Google Drive, if you have quite a bit of data that you want to use in a cloud service like that, then you're only limited by the storage you have, which is great. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I'm not going to pay for my terabyte of Dropbox anymore because now I have six terabytes for free on my own cloud. What were you paying for that? Do you remember? What's a terabyte cost these days on Dropbox? Uh, 10 bucks a month, maybe. Okay. okay, that's pretty reasonable. I know Mediafire will do that for same thing, 10 bucks a month. or Yeah. Or, um, and I think they have a deal the first year is half price. So five bucks a month or I think it's 60 a year. I want to say 50, 50 on the discounted price or something like that. Pretty reasonable. Uh, if you want to go with the media fire that I've, you know, I've got plenty. I'm, I use that for our video or SS feed. Uh, Drobo has a, has that kind of feature too. If you, you can go out to uh, like my username dot my And it's a very similar, uh, some very similar functionality they got. This was actually something they got working after the old team left. So oh, really? yeah, yeah. Then the, the guys, the, Old boss, same as the old, same as the new boss. Anyways, the guys who bought it back, and now they've merged. They merged with another company, so they're doing some other stuff. It's kind of crazy. We won't talk about that here, but yeah, they bought the company back or took it back over or whatever, and then implemented a whole bunch of these changes at Drobo and made it really actually work, which was kind of cool. So you can same same type of deal. I Mike, I don't find myself moving files to my own personal, like I've thought about own cloud and you've got me thinking about next cloud it, and I've got this functionality with Drobo and I kind of, I just don't, for me, I'm just not moving files that way. That's just not something I found helpful. Okay. So, but, but it's different. Like everybody's different, right? Yeah. Right. I just have, you know, I go, I go back and forth between so many devices that Dropbox really was one of those apps that I use on a daily basis. Yeah. And uh, if I can get rid of that, fee why not right now, yes i am putting right my on. stuff at more risk because like we talked about last week and i'm still this way i'm but i've now that i'm storing all my stuff here i've been double i've been kind of rethinking my answer to this but um i don't have off-site backup for the unraid box yet mm. so meaning that if something goes wrong i now have lost access to all those documents as well yeah yeah, you better you better well, get that squared away. My, they would still be on all of my devices locally, hopefully. The ones that are like my my iMac and my MacBook. Um, but I could lose those. Other Jim's asking, uh, what sort of security features are there? Can you use SFTP, two-factor authentication, those kinds of things? So SFTP, you can use that with Unraid. Um, 
and you could do that to a share on Unraid. That wouldn't really be your a use case for Nextcloud. Uh, you would probably just use SFTP and store your stuff in shares. Because I still have, I don't keep everything in Nextcloud. All of my large media files, all of my raw drone footage, all of that is just on a share on Unraid, just a normal share, an SMB that I can access through SMB and stuff like that, or in a map drive. Um, Nextcloud, think of it more for, it's more meant for documents, uh, smaller files, photos. I'm probably pushing the limits, and I can tell I am because uh, actually out of the box, uh, the max file size that it can sync, I think, is a gig. So um, think of it more for that. But yeah, so uh, two-factor, though, is interesting. I won't, I have not checked into that. It might be available, but it probably is not, I'm guessing, for NetCloud. Okay. Maybe. Does it have any phone apps? Can you... Yes. You can sync your photos and those kinds yep. of things. It does. Works well. Okay. Cool. Well, I think it's an option. And Christian, you know, back in the day, maybe three or four years ago, Christian was a big, big own cloud user when he went off to college. So this would have been five years ago. And I hadn't really even considered it just because I don't have a need for it. Right. And I'm a little spoiled. I've got a Mediafire account that's basically the same thing. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm sponsored by them. So they, they, they fit the bill for it and it's not terribly expensive anyways. Uh, so I haven't, you know, if, in, if I need space, I always throw it and I've got, you know, even though we host the video RSS feeds over there for, for the podcast, um, I'm not using, but you know, I think I'm probably up to 300 gig of video files over there. Maybe I have to check. I should, you know, I should probably check every once in a while to see yeah. how close I am getting to that one terabyte limit. So I've been using Mediafire for okay. that. And that's a good little, you I could see. Sing- I still have a subscription to Mediafire. Honestly, I'm uh-huh. logged in because I only used it for hosting my podcast stuff. And right. I haven't, I've yeah. never actually used it for stuff like that. If you're, yeah, it's something to think about. Good little service, you know, yeah. ban- bandwidth caps, but you almost never hit them. And mm. other Jim um, was just talking about how it would be a good use for family photos and scans of genealogy docs. And that's mm-hmm. the one thing too that I like about this is because it, so you can set up one of those public folders, right? So I'm thinking of when my grandpa just passed away and we were trying to gather photos from everyone. Man, if I had just created one of these, what I like about it too is it goes to the server and then I don't have to have that. I mean, you could do this with Dropbox too, but it's not as easy to do. Um, you can only sync certain folders to your Mac. So like I don't sync some of the folders that have massive amounts of data in them. Uh, so you could set it up, don't have it synced to your computer. And then all those files are then just stored on your server and you can bring them over. They're local. It'd be yeah. fast. I like wow. it. Mike, it's time for you to do Backblaze B2, by the way. And just back up on RAID. To back I think RAID. it is too. I think it's about time that I just do it. It's just going to be really expensive with all the stuff I do. That's true. That's true. But huh. I think you're right. I think it's probably about time. Probably It's probably time. Do yeah. they do, is it kind of like the other, because when I had Backblaze, just the regular consumer $60 a year version, one of the options was if everything crashed, they would ship you a USB drive. Ooh, I don't know. Would you add on it? Because that's what, I mean, that was really a selling feature because the data to bring all that stuff back down would take forever. It's already going to take forever to get it uploaded. Um, so I'm wondering if they do that same service because they would ship you a drive with all your stuff on it. That would be nice. I don't know. have to look into it. It's worth, yeah. it's, Backblaze is worth looking into. I have a terabyte and a half out there. It's about eight bucks a month. You, you know, if you're not moving data around, um, you're, you're not paying for it, right? It's, it's, um, I mean, you are, but you're paying for what you store out there, but it is worth uh, taking a look. Mike says I have nearly 10 terabytes with B2. It's running about 12 bucks a month last time you checked. Really? So, okay, that's not bad. That's, not, that's great. 
actually. Yeah, that's, that's actually real. That's I wonder how you get in twelve, Mike. Uh, but that's fantastic. Yeah, it just it's you know it's uh, it depends how much you move up there and how much you pull down. Those it's worth looking into, right? Uh, for sure. Yeah. Good. Well, anything else you'd uh, you'd add in there on that? Anything? Any uh, learning or any other any other stuff you add on on that? Uh, just that have patience with the reverse proxy because it'll, it might not work the first time you do it. Mm-hmm. takes a little bit and, uh, it'll take some, if you have not set up one of those before, it takes some, you have to just really focus and think about what you're setting up, right? Like, okay, what am I trying to do here? And it kind of, it's confusing, right? Cause you're thinking about networking, but it, it's called a reverse proxy for a reason because everything's reversed and it's really weird to mm-hmm. kind of think in that manner. So just have patience with it. If you're trying to get it up and running in your own, uh, home, and also the one thing I did notice that uh, some people have been running into is if you don't have a router that allows, um, what's it called? UPnP? Nope. Nat. Uh, essentially. Nat reversal? Yes. So if you try and access your own public IP from inside your network, a lot of routers block that because they think that's a, that's, it's a, apparently it's a hacking technique. So uh, PFSense does allow you to turn that on. And that is one of the ways that uh, it doesn't, it's a lot easier to set up because you're not, you don't have any issues trying to access a public IP address with Nextcloud, even if you're on the inside of your network. So it, that might be an issue too. Okay, cool. Well, we'll follow you on this. You'll do it for a month or two and then set moving on to something else. Just probably, joking. probably. Just, jo- just joking with you. <laughs> but it's, it could be true. Uh, Mike says the individual, for individual PC, we're talking about Backblaze, 50 bucks a year, unlimited. It's a nice way to go. I, I've I, Backblaze has been no drama, you know, and it's just been a place to upload stuff. It works really well with the Moro data box. It's just been, I don't think about that part of my backup anymore. It's all there. What I use the most often is here. It's a terabyte worth. Like it's super great. I don't, you know, I, I, I've turned my, the old home server box into a burst box. Drobo stores some stuff locally for me. It's kind of the local big storage thing for stuff I don't need backed up. Like I'm not backing up. So things I download from the internet for like installs and ISOs and some of those kinds of things I just wouldn't send to the cloud and pay for right. up there. You know, that has been, um, the Drobo has been really good for that. And, you know, I got uh, I got plenty of space on the Drobo and I got plenty of drives. <laughs> hanging around here if I ever needed them. I, I don't, I don't, I don't need all that space, but um, pretty cool. Um, October, I think, I think national backup month is in October. So we're not there yet, but I'm going to make September national UPS month and not the guys who bring your packages. Although that's super exciting. Thanks UPS for bringing this today. I always appreciate that. No, UPS, that uh, that power supply, uh, the, the backup power supply, the battery that when you are when you lose power and you have a lightning strike and you lose power and everything goes down except your PC. Um, those are getting, all of a sudden, I've seen a run on sales on those things. And I have a feeling they're getting ready to rev those products. So if you've been following, there's very few left. Cyber power, APC. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if there's, if there's any more than that. I was at Best Buy this weekend. I'll tell you why in a little bit, but I was at Best Buy this weekend and um, they had some on sale. They were clearancing some out of there. And I, and Kevin in the chat and in, uh, in the Facebook group had posted an APC backup. They're uh, a pretty good one, you know, a BN uh, 1080G, um, which for most people, 
will do the job. 650 watts. And that'll do a PC or maybe even two, depending upon what kind of PC user you are. I've actually, Mike, gotten in the habit. I buy the small ones, the 300 or 250 or 300 watt ones, the little small ones. Those are like the network. I have those sitting next to all my network gear. Right. And all the network gear goes into a surge protector and the surge protector goes into the, because I don't have enough plugs and they're not convenient and that's spaced out in, in the right ways. So all the networking equipment have their own UPS. Actually, the PCs on the back of the desk have their own. There's, I think I have a 450 that's there. They're all on their own thing. And then I actually have two big ones up front here. One's running the the box, the, the main rig. And then I think I have the burst box and the Core i3. That's kind of my plotter and some other things that I do. It's broadcasting the, the podcast right now. Those are on a separate one. And so if you're, yeah, it's, yeah I have four. And I have five out and because my, my it, wife's on one. It works well that way, though. You have kind of them separated out. You can move them around if you need to, different locations. Um, Kevin says the one he posted has the simulated sine wave. Some PFC power supplies need a pure sine wave UPS. So this is even better. Yeah, we talked about this a, oh, a couple years ago when it was super important. Not all UPSs are built the same. Link will be in the show notes. Kevin, I will, let me, uh, let me grab this right now for folks who are in chat. This is out at B&H. But I just, I, I got a feeling after he posted that, that he was like, you know, this may be one of those things if you've got a struggling one or you had one for four or five years, if you're not in the habit of testing them on a fairly regular basis, you know, those batteries eventually, they just charge themselves to death. Right. <laughs> Literally. And they'll they won't even the only reason it's working is because it's plugged in and you know the second you unplug that thing it goes most of the good ones have a self-check so if you're anything you've paid oh 75 to 150 bucks you probably has a self-check in there where you can go in there and check it it'll check itself to say hey this is good or it's not some of them come with software the software's never very good but at least it will tell you it'll run a self-check on it um, you might want to check that when you're checking the batteries for your smoke detectors, you might want to check your, but your, your UPS backups. Good to have, especially here in the Midwest, Mike, cause we don't lack for lightning. You know, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And just but, power outages for other stuff. Yeah. And just little drops, you know, yep. that just tr- tr- comes in, saves you the trouble. And I've even had that happen during the, um, during podcast. And it's kind of nice to have a backup to make sure Very I've got a so. big backup at Gallup that, uh, backs up the three PCs there to make sure that those are staying, those are staying on. I don't want to lose power. I was there in the middle of the night one time we lost, we lost power and I lost everything. And I was like, uh, not everything like data, but I lost the podcast. So uh, get that. If you're thinking about doing it now might be the time. Mike, you want to add anything else to that? Well, I just, I'm kind of lucky the way I have my stuff set up because I have my whole rack is on a 1500 um, APC. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, but the way I have it is that this rack, you know, I have that new POE switch, which powers the access point that runs all the way to the attic and back down. So even even the access point that's plugged into the ceiling on the main level is attached to that backup because it runs and it's powered off the rack. So my entire network is is backed up now, even my access point. Because the access point was the problem before. It wasn't. I just had an access point plugged in upstairs, but I didn't have any sort of backup to it. Kevin also threw a link to an Amazon. I'll change this link over to an affiliate link here a little bit later. But... Um, there's a little $25 APC backups as well, which are, they kind of uh, position as a backup, you know, as a network backup. 
and it's got a USB charging port in it. So this may be one if you've got your, if your wireless router is sitting on your desk or you've got some things that are coming to your desk, this would be one of those pretty easy, pretty light. It would back some stuff up, got a little battery power, 23 bucks on Amazon right now. So no reason not to have something like that. It could just be a charger that sits on, to be honest. You know, it could be what sits on your desk and Alexa is plugged into, plus you charge your phone on it. Right. You know, uh, type deal. So uh, pretty cool. You should be thinking about that. Uh, Christmas time is coming up. Oh, buy yourself one for Halloween. Why not? Let's just make Halloween backup, uh, okay. the backup holiday. Uh, just when things go wrong, you have backup. Um, I got kind of crazy this week. This is the part of the show where we're going to talk a little bit about Mike Howard. So I got a little crazy this week and actually last week I started wearing my Fitbit again and I took it off. It's charging right now. The show is a good time to have it charging because I don't, I'm just sitting here. But, um, so I started wearing it and then I, I remembered, Hey, I friended Mike Howard uh, a while ago. And, um, so I, I said something like, Hey, watch out. I'm, you know, I got, I got my eyes. And then I was listening to, um, I was listening to JPEG to last week and he and, and Tim were talking about, they, they track each other on Fitbit and steps. And I started looking at their number of steps. I'm like, Oh, I can, I can crush that. Like I can so crush that. So, um, so I immediately went on like, and I tell you what, I mean, this is, this is when technology works the way it's supposed to, right? It connected us together. It gave me a challenge. You know, I'm crazy. Like I'm crazy about like how you are crazy about making, you know, you, once you get on a, uh, on a technology thing, right. when I get on a fitness thing, I just go freaking nuts. Right. I just lose my mind. So during the week I was, it was making sure I was getting to the fitness center so that I could get on the treadmill and get, get, get my steps. in. I was tracking it all the time. I was seeing where's Mike at, where's Tim at, where am I at, you know, trying to catch up. Then this holiday weekend, I absolutely, like, we didn't have much to do. It was raining all weekend. My daughter was here. Nobody really wanted to do anything. So twice a day, I went out for walks, like, and long walks, like three mile walks. Oh, wow. And Mike, I got a hundred, almost 110,000 steps in from oh, in a week. Like, like, yeah, I mean, it's amazing what you can do when you no just, kidding. like, you're incentivized. You really went all, all in on it. Well, and and I was catching, I was getting a, it looks like I was going to catch Mike at one point, And then, so I felt really good about myself. Like, oh, I caught him. And then he, he must have jumped on a treadmill or something. Because then he went ahead of me. And it was like 9 o'clock at night. And I think it was, I want to say it was Saturday night. So it was like 9 o'clock. I was feeling good about myself. I click on the website, which is incredibly addicting, right? Because it's like you're, you're comparing yourself to other people. Right. And boom, he's ahead. I grab, I literally grab my keys. <laughs> like, okay, I don't have a treadmill here at the house. So I'm like, I'm going to Walmart. Sarah's like, you're doing what? I need a place to walk. I'm going to Walmart. And it was raining outside. So I'm like, I need a covered place. I need a place that's big. I need a place I can go. So get in Walmart, just start doing laps. Just start, just start walking in, in Walmart. In the store. <laughs> in the store. He's got the headband on. He's sweating. Just power walking it. Kind of did break a sweat. Aisle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mike said, uh, Mike Howard said he had a competition um, uh, over the weekend with a work friend. And uh, so he was, he was competing and then he didn't know, but I was competing with him. And so I got home about 1030 and here, this was my thought. Okay. Mike's in the Eastern time zone. So he just has a half an hour. There's no way he's getting on the treadmill at 1130 at night to beat me. 
but I kept checking, I kept refreshing that you were a dick to making sure that didn't happen. Oh, it was, it's exactly, it's exactly what you want, right? When right. you think about these kinds of these, these, you know, these kinds of activities, we should start one for, for, for the average guy. We so, should. Yeah. Apple or Fitbit. Cause I mean, it's right. even more addicting on the watch. Cause I click one button and it shows all my friends like live where they're at. So I can just tap it, scroll. I can see my dad, all my buddies. And so, and we're all pretty competitive. You can send them a message right on here. Just click and say like, I'm coming for you whatever. And mm-hmm. it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it, it's perfect. It's it the perfect kind of technology for that. And Mike says in the chat, Oh, I'd get on the treadmill 1130. So he said, so it's, but it, it, it really got me kind of moving. In fact, today it was the least amount of steps. I did almost like 9,600, 9,700, something like that. And I was, I felt bad because it was at a conference all day. I couldn't, I walked around when I could, I got to the conference. I knew I needed to come home and make dinner. Yeah. Um, Sarah was going to work late. So I, I was on the hook for dinner tonight and I just didn't get the steps in. Well, 9,600 steps, still pretty good for a day. Like, it, yeah. But, 12 is my goal. And I, I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't let Howard catch up. Like I can't let him, I can't let him catch me. So like right now, cause he was talking about on his He's show. challenging you right now. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Uh, so right now, Ooh, he's close. So I have 103,859. And I think this must be a seven day running total or something like that. And I think every day it you just resets drops the last day off and then adds yeah. to it. I'm at 103,859 right now. I've been as high as 110, so my average is is keep coming back a little bit. I had a I had a 20,000 step day, uh, though. Like, yeah, it was yeah, that I the mean, day I, you were doing all the walks. The I think walks? so. I did it twice. It gave me credit for working out twice that day. And then he's at 9988489. Which okay, so here's what's gonna happen. Like after the show, he, you know, he's gonna try and catch me right now. But I I, I may have to make another trip to Walmart tonight. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know Walmart pretty well. I know right. Walmart pretty well, and and the the people are always interesting uh, as well. So um, it would be, uh, yeah. Mike says it's a seven day run in total. Monday was a twenty two thousand day for him. So it's not bad out tonight. You could probably go for a run outside. Yeah, and I'd just walk it. I won't run, but because I'd never go to sleep if I if I tried to oh, run it. Okay. But um, yeah, but Mike, that that is such the right use of technology. Completely, and, totally uh, agree. If you're interested in connecting, if you got a Fitbit and you want to connect with us, I'm I am kind of interested in putting together our own group here to to get folks to join. Send me an email, Jim at the Average Guy TV. We'll get it uh, we'll get it uh, figured out. Mike uh, said 3K ahead is too much to overcome at this point, so he can't have me today. Well, I have to be careful because tomorrow will be another one of those days um, where it's I'm gonna it's gonna be a low step day, and uh, so but but weekend is coming. Saturday morning, no ask the podcast coach. Oh, and I'm meeting a buddy for a walk at for a three mile walk in the morning, and I might just do two laps at that hey. point, get six in, and then Sunday's corporate cup here in town. So that'll oh, be is it? okay. Yeah, that'll be a lot of walking. Yeah. That'll be a lot of walking on that one. So, uh, so Howard, I'm coming for you. Ah, actually, I came for him. It's already done. I already beat him. But the great thing about this like it's it's never over like what have you done for me lately like all of a sudden now i want to keep my number one status i'm right thinking about working out all the time which is great so if uh, like i said if you want to join us on that uh get that um let me know jim at the average guy dot tv been kind of fun to use that fitbit and mike this this alta that i got this fitbit alta you know the small one it's a couple years old 
Uh, still works great. And it didn't cost me. I got it through a work gift thing, you know, where work gave it to me for right. some points that I acquired or something like that. Okay. But I've seen it like right now as a target and they're clearancing them. So like the 104 for the charge HR, which is pretty good. So the charge yeah. HR, I think, gives you Bluetooth notifications from your phone. I think it does. Like, yeah, I think it does. And, stuff like and, heart, and the heart rate stuff. Right. So it may be um, if you're out shopping because... Um, cause I, so I'm starting to look for places to go and walk. So I walked at Walmart, I walked at Target, I went to Menards and, you know, and did, did a couple loops today. I went to Cabela's cause I was over on that part of town. You start thinking about like, okay, what kind of big places can I go? And then while you're there, I, I, mean, I love to shop. So I was there, you start checking out prices. So at Cabela's today, I saw generators. And I'm like, oh, I need to get it. So the stores do really well too with all this tech. I (laughs) spent a million dollars. Yeah. I could have just bought a gym membership for uh, like 10 years for all the money I spent at, uh, or I'm, I've been addicted to munch. Do you know, do you know the, it's like, um, uh, peanut brittle, but it's really soft peanut brittle. It's super good. It's like crack, right? It's called munch. It's available in the checkout line at Walmart. I just can't stop thinking about it. So I do all this walking and then I eat a whole bag of munch. You know, and you're like, I just negated it, but it's okay. That wasn't very, that didn't work out um, very, very well. Um, there's, uh, if you, if you do get into this Fitbit um, and I recommend it, tracking sleep, daily tracking, um, uh, some of those pieces. Other gym says the charge three was announced. Yeah. That's why they're clearancing them out. So now it'd be a good time to get, if you don't want to spend a lot, now it'd be a good time to jump into Fitbit if you want to get it. Uh, if you want to get it done that way, Mike, uh, a little secret, and this needs to stay. I'm going to invoke the cone of silence. I don't do this very often here on the podcast. Like this is can't have this getting out, but I got a little hack that I've come across. So you're an Xbox. Are you an Xbox 360 guy? Do you pay for the gold? Xbox uh, one. uh, So do you pay for Xbox gold? Yes. Uh, Yes. Okay. I have a way to get it free. Really? I do. All right. Okay. So, so, it uh, takes, yeah, I'll definitely keep this. It takes just Cone a smidge. Silence. Yeah, cone of silence. Because okay. it, it may not. Hmm, I don't want the guys at Microsoft hearing what I'm doing because then they'll they'll then they'll 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 maybe put something in to stop it. But if you haven't, if you've uh if you if you're on Windows 10 and you're in the most day, the most recent update, you know you've got Edge. And the Edge browser, Microsoft is doing all kinds of things to bring people to Edge, including giving these um giving them these reward points, which you can get a, anywhere from 150 to 250 to maybe as many as 300 points a day to um, uh, and these points you can turn in for uh, like $5 off at the store or $3 off of here. Those are on the monthly challenges. If you store up those points, you can actually get them up to 10 and 15 and $20. But because those that, that gold doesn't cost Microsoft anything, you can actually get enough points in a easily in a couple months to buy an Xbox, you know, the the Gold Pass for that for a year for a whole year. Really? Yeah. So okay. the 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 points come in the form of searches, uh, and uh, both mobile and on the PC. So is this like Bing Rewards? Is that the same it thing? is? So yeah, it's okay. the same. It, it's all Microsoft points now. So it's okay. all called Microsoft Rewards. So the bummer is you got to open up a web browser type in a search and you get five points per search. Uh, right now I'm in a tier. Once you do that for a while, they'll kind of move you up some tiers and you can get more points that way. So the more you do it, they have streaks. So it's like Fitbit in a lot of ways. They have streaks after five, after 
a three day streak, you get some more points after a seven day streak, you get some more, you know, it's, it, they kind of incent you to be there. But the real bummer about it is, uh, you know, you can do like 50 or 60 searches a day to get these points. And, and the, the, the way to maximize it is that, but that's a drag. Like you don't want to sit at your computer and find these random things to search on. Right. So a while back I was doing some work and there's a, there's an app called macro recorder. Is it macro? Hold on. It's yeah, it's macro recorder. Okay. And basically what it does is it just records your mouse movements. Okay. Again, cone of silence here. Right. Cone of silence. Okay. I'm invoking the cone of silence. So it records your mouse movements. So you can record opening edge going to Bing. Then what I do is I actually have a page that goes to a charades word generator. So it just generates different words all the time. Okay. And I like the word. Then go over to Bing, put it in, hit enter. It does a search, five points, right? And then stop the macro and run that macro 50 times, right? And it just keeps doing, again, cone silence. Don't tell anybody. It just grabs a different word from the thing. And yeah, it, just, it generates a different word, the macro. And and so what I do, and then there's, there's a couple things. There's some trivia and some other stuff that's worth 10 and 30 and 40 points, right? More points. And that, that I don't automate. That I actually go to. And do the trivia. It's kind of fun. You go in there and you can you can kind of answer uh, trivia questions. They'll do little surveys. They'll ask you questions every day. So what I've done in the evenings is I just come home and I start the macro. Like, so it's doing the searches. It's actually during the day, it's caused me to use Bing for my search on my phone because I get 10 points per for every search on the phone as well. Yeah. Separate up to 100 points a day. Okay. And then I get up a uh, hundred and fifty points on search uh, to get that done on just the regular search. So that's running because that's super boring. So that just kind of runs through the thing. But I mean, if you have this is if you have repetitive tasks or things that you're doing on the PC that require you to just kind of copy paste, copy paste, and it's the same place in the same way. This macro recorder is super easy and super cool to use for those kinds of things. It will automate anything that is in the same place in the same way and the same thing. I mean. Just think about some things that maybe maybe you have a repetitive task that you got to do over and over and over again. This macro recorder will do it for you. It's super light, super easy to use. And then while it's running, I just go to I bring up Edge on my on my desktop here and I answer all the trivia stuff. I saw the trivia. That's kind of fun. It's kind of fun, you know. So yeah. I, I learned so it's a few like things. A nighttime activity, you know. You got this one that goes over the yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's about a, three months. Nice little hack. I didn't know that you could trade them in for yeah. You can't Daniel. You can get, like, I think already I'm in a spot I could probably get one month for free okay. if I wanted to do it that way. But I think I'm going to save up for the year to buy it, and then I think I'm going to buy an Xbox. Well, speaking of which, have you heard about the new offering from Xbox? Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, the monthly where you can you can basically just pay it month by month, but it's so, a little bit cheaper. It's an all-access pass. This is extremely interesting, and I've actually, <laughs> I'm thinking about upgrading just because of this uh, feature. But so all-access pass. It is, you get the console. It's a two-year agreement, right? So you're signing up for two years. Yep. Uh, you get the console. So for the Xbox One S, that's what I have, it is $21.99 a month. Or the Xbox One X, the super powerful new Xbox, is $34.99 a month. But it includes Xbox Live Gold for those two years. So you've got that. You've also got tw for two years Game Pass, which Game Pass is something that I, you know, I pay for both of those separately. And I actually did the math. I'm like, 
I could just add $10 more a month and be getting a brand new, like really nice Xbox out of this. Um, but yes, yeah, so you get game pass and Xbox live gold plus the console. And you know, that's yeah. a lot easier to swallow when you're only paying 21 bucks a month or $34 yeah. a month rather than right. saving up and spending, you know, I don't even know how much the Xbox one X is right now. Should look that up. Five, 500, maybe that's right. Five or six, maybe somewhere in that. Um, somewhere I, I, you know, I've, I've gone on record as saying, you know, I need an, an Xbox. Like I need a hole in my head, but it, I'd like, I would like to have one. It is, yeah. you know, they're nice and they are a great, they are a fantastic home media device. Yeah. Yeah. The remote, um, all the apps, everything works. You gotta, you know, it's just, it's 4k. It, they're nice. And you can yeah. also play games on it when you want. So a one terabyte, uh, Xbox one X is $500. So, yeah. You know, instead of saving up five hundred dollars, you go thirty four dollars a month, and you've got your gold yeah. included in there. Yeah. Game Pass, Game Pass. So Game Pass is like a large library of titles. They're trying to bring newer titles to it. There's still some very good titles in there. Uh, you have a whole catalog of games to play day one, right? So you don't have to go out and spend a bunch of money on other. You might have to go buy certain games that you want to play, but uh, yeah, it's it's not a bad option for people wanting to get an Xbox. Yeah, well, it's these. You know, in this theme of like these addictive point generating, you know, competitions. Uh, other Jim, back to our conversation on walking, he says he ties his walks to a donation to pull app for charity. Miles are uh, is worth looking at. He says they raised forty eight bucks for cancer research uh, in a few months with my walks and bike rides. Yeah, I love that. Or if you're doing that kind of stuff, you can actually generate these points as well, and Microsoft will use them as donations to charity. Well, oh, so you cool. can, you can turn these Microsoft points. I just thought it was fun. I was driving home and I'm like, you know, I did, I'm trying to remember why I, why I looked for a, a macro. There was another, again, cone of silence. There's another system that I was gaming uh, of like, Hey, what, what was it? It was something that required this repetitive mouse movement. I, I can't remember what it was, but it, it and I was, um, I heard the guys at entertainment 2.0, Josh uh, say, you know, that he had a buddy that always uses his Microsoft points to get these, to get an Xbox, you know, a gold pass. And I said, I wonder how they, and I'm like, hey, I got this app that would, so I did a little looking into it and, you know, the searches and I can, maybe I can create a way to kind of automate the search bit and then just take on the surveys. So uh, pretty cool. If you're into that, if you're on the Microsoft side, you can get some points that way. You can also get money off at the store, which is, and you'll get money for any points you spend at the store. So maybe it might be worth looking at the Microsoft reward system that's going on right now. It's tied to your Microsoft account. So just go to, to just go to any, you know, go to any Microsoft's uh, actually just open edge. This is the easiest way to do it. It'll be the only time you ever use edge, open it up, go to your account, log in, look at the rewards. Um, pretty cool. Mike, we've also been, you and I have been talking about Plex a bunch and I actually moved my Plex um, after the show last week. I moved my Plex server off of our Core i3 and onto the Core i7 burst box that I have. And holy cow. How'd that work? Great, actually. Yeah. yeah. It Listen, burst doesn't need it. I mean, I'm sorry. Plex doesn't need it. Doesn't need all that power. I mean, it can survive on a pretty meager box. But man, it rocks when it's there. And uh, and I moved over, moved the TVs over, moved all the TV shows over, reset up all the went through and reset up all my recordings to make sure it was what I wanted. You know, it was, I, I went through my recordings one by one. Is it still working? How is it working? The commercial skip is working really well. Like 
I've been so pleasantly surprised on the it's stations. A lot better. Yeah. And uh, Dave McCabe just talked about it on the latest reset. So if you're headed over there, he has recently kind of come back to Plex as well. And in uh, is giving it a run, but man, putting on in a pretty powerful box, super helpful. That's yeah, that just, transcoding, especially if you need to transcode, it's yeah. massive. Yeah. So, uh, so no, uh, a very, a very good move for me on that one. I did crush a, a little burst drive. I had a 750 oh, gig you? burst drive that I didn't need it, and that, that's not very much burst, right? So, <clears throat> I ended up deleting it, moving it onto that box. <clears throat> Excuse me, and using it for uh, for recorded TV storage. So, and then of course the movies are on the Drobo. So, that so then well. are you pulling? Are you using your tuners to go to Plex or to the media center? Uh, no, the tuners are going to Plex and and the media center. She's I'll still using them. Yeah, we can use okay. them. Yeah, but you know Plex offered that thirty five dollar subscription to get like ESPN and History Channel and HGTV and did you know that? No. Yeah. So Plex just just announced last week, two weeks ago, subscription thirty five bucks. You pay them, they stream those channels to your tuners, and it shows up in Plex like it's cable. Really? Yeah. Thirty five bucks a month. Okay. That's, I mean, you start thinking about this. Okay, thirty five for Plex, ten for Netflix, ten basically for Prime. You know, ten for Hulu. You know, all of a sudden, you know, it's like, maybe I should just have cable. <laughs> well, know? but the thing is, you would still have all of those beside, you would have those in addition to cable. That's true. Well, Prime, I would. I'm not sure I would pay. I'm not sure I would pay if I had cable. I, in, uh, I'd probably just buy the Silicon Dust cable card tuner thing. I mean, I, I don't even know I'd need it if I had cable. Why would I need it? Well, well. But my thing is like the Netflix content, the Amazon Prime content true. No, is that's so true. good. That's that true. I'm gonna, the first thing, right. if I had to get rid of one thing, it would be YouTube TV because like right. there's no original content there. That's 40. That, uh, yeah, 40. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really so you, you could have this. Do you get ESPN and uh, yep. those channels? Okay. I don't get HGTV though. You should but, check out this Plex thing, dude, because you may be able to replace your YouTube TV with this Plex offering and yeah. stream everything. Um, it's just a better experience, I think, than what you can what you can find on YouTube. I haven't seen the YouTube experience for what you're doing. So I don't know what that looks like. If it has a grid guide, you, can you record? Um, oh, yeah, on the cloud and you can, okay. you can watch it from any device because those recordings are in the cloud. Um, so Plex cable offering, huh? Check it out. It's, uh, it's actually Silicon Dust is doing it. So you can... It's coming from those guys, and you have to have HD home runs to get it done. But uh, pretty oh, cool. Ken, thanks for coming out. So that's it for the show, Mike. Anything else? No. All right. That's it. Good stuff. Yeah. Like always, we filled it up. We do. <laughs> we're like, ah, oh, we don't have anything to talk about. Uh, well, there were literally, it, it's 6.30 tonight. There was two things in the show notes. And I was like, mm. But then I started, you know, I always sit down and I think, okay, what's going on in my world this week that's tech-related? And thank God I stay busy tech-wise. So it, it just uh, kind of keeps me kind of keeps me going. Remind everyone, of course, if um, a couple times I mentioned this, but if you want to contact us, you got some ideas, some things you want to do, send us an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. Love to hear from you. Don't forget you can support us financially on Patreon, and I appreciate 
all of the men and women who support us out there um, as well. I appreciate that on Patreon. Go to theaverageguy.tv and search for the Patreon link, or you can go to, to theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. That'll get you there as well. Plans are a buck. Just a great way to stay up to date with everything that's going. I just appreciate it. You get nothing for it, but except the satisfaction that you're helping us out. We, we turn those, I turn those dollars into whatever we need to, to keep things going on here uh, and, and to keep doing the podcast. So I appreciate you doing that as well. And and now I just got the bill for uh, actually for the Spreaker apps, right? I've been saying these, these are mobile apps are sponsored by our Patreon subscribers and you know, they're 200 bucks and uh, to get, to get both of them done, they're free to you. They cost me, they cost me 200 bucks. Uh, it'll be nice. Um, uh, Patreon stuff that comes in. I don't spend it all the second it comes in. It sits in the account and waits for some kind of something that we need. And so uh, that took care of it this month. So I appreciate you guys doing that on Patreon. Uh, don't forget the AverageGuy.tv platform, both web and media hosting powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. I think Christian and I are going to try and do a quick podcast on Monday, next Monday. So we it's just getting schedules lined up. But, uh, of course, visit MapleGrovePartners.com. Plans start as little as $10 a month. Just amazing hosting. And uh, get that done, Maple Grove Partners. Dot com. I mentioned the app already, so thanks for doing that. HomeGadgetGeeks.com. If you're new to the network, uh, you can download that. Best way to listen live or on the road, if especially on the road. Because finding a podcast when you're traveling and you want to listen live, impossible. I mean, you could come to TheAverageGuy.tv slash live and click on the, the Spreaker link and do it that way. But that's kind of, even that on a phone is kind of ugly. Yeah. Just download our app and have it. That way, if you're on the road and you want to listen live or after the fact and whatever, just have it. It's a good way to have it. It doesn't cost you anything. And it doesn't store anything. It's all it's all streaming. So you can get it done. We talked about the shirts. You can still get an AverageGuy.tv shirt. I need to get with Addy to see if we can get the long, the long sleeve shirts for the winter going. If you want to get a short sleeve shirt before we take them down, head over to TheAverageGuy.tv slash shirt. Those will be available for a little while longer as we put them out there. The newsletter, Mike, I think I'm four weeks in a row on the newsletter, I think. You are. Yeah. I think. And I got the schedule out last week. You asked. It was the schedule one, yeah. Boom. We'll right keep there. that. We'll, we'll keep it going. So if you want to know what's coming up or what we're talking about. And we have a whole bunch of guests coming up. Um, oh, really cool one. Uh, in November, John Larson's coming back. But John's going to remote control uh, a telescope. And we're going to do some, we're going to, we're going to do some night viewing through a telescope live here on the show. Really? Yeah. He can get that into the, into the yeah, show. He's, he's got, yeah, he's got all the equipment to, that's pretty cool to, uh, to make that happen. And it's like, listen, this isn't Hubble. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still cool. No crab nebula. Like we're not seeing aliens, uh, but it's really cool. So he's going to be with us. If it's cloudy here in Omaha that night, he said he can remote into some others. Uh, that are in spots where it's okay. Clear. So kind of cool. Well, the cool thing is, is he's uh, the equipment around this. He's using a Raspberry Pi to kind of control, and they got he bought a new motorized um, where you program it to say, "Hey, here's the GPS location. Here's the time it is right now. Here's the in it. It sets itself to the stars. So you just you just go on your phone and say, "I want to go here," and the thing and really rotates right to where Saturn is, and you can see it. That's pretty excited. cool. I'm excited for that. Yeah. And I was talking to him today about that. I was like, John, that's, that is, that's cool. Let's talk about that. So he's going to come on here. I think early November is what we're shooting that for. If you're not on the newsletter, head out to the slash newsletter, get signed up for it. 
I don't, I, I send out an announcement when the show comes out, anything, if there's any deals going on, I'll drop those in there and then uh, links to the upcoming, not links, but upcoming shows coming up uh, as well. We are live every Thursday. Oh, and I should say, man, I cooked tonight. Hello fresh. I cooked whole thing beginning to end. Boom. We had steak and we Pretty had, good. Oh, dude, I don't know why more people are not doing hello fresh. Like I can't, what do I got to do? Like, what do I got to say? I, I, again, I make, listen, there's no benefit. There's no financial benefit in this for me. Like, but it has changed just the way I cook and what I do. And like, I try things now. Um, we had this, we made, I made this baked, uh, it was like a sweet potato and shallots and um, uh, tomatoes. You know, like cherry tomatoes are sliced in half yeah. and some cilantro and some like, I don't, I would never put those things together like ever. Not in a million years. And tonight, boom, it's a done deal. And um, so I think you know you can you can move up and down on the orders. You can order two meals for two people, or two meals for four people, or actually I think it needs to be three meals for four people. But you can move around on it. They got good pricing. I can get you basically your first week for free. So send me an email, Jim at the Average Guy TV. I got a whole bunch. Of a whole stack. Like I have a stack of coupons here. They're just begging me to give away. They're trying to get you hooked on it. And they got right. me hooked on it. Right. That's what they're trying to do. No, full full disclosure. Because you can't use them again once you're already. Those are for like new customers, right? These are new customers. I can't yeah. use them. Right. I can't use right. them. I do have a code that if I it's a little bit less and I get a little bit out of it. But I've been just trying to get rid of just the straight coupon codes. Like I'm and and trying to tell you like if your eating is terrible and you're struggling with menus and like your food is boring like do something different and this hello fresh is a great way to do it. blue apron is another one by the way i'm not tied to hello fresh i don't care they don't sponsor the show they probably should i'm just saying like it's it's like change the way i look at food yeah like and now that i'm doing some of the cooking too like it's changed the way I, well, my daughter, one, my daughter learned how to cook this summer on it. And two, it's changed the way I look at like food prep and food preparation. Like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. You know? Right. Um, you know, tonight we were it cooking. that confidence that you might not have had before. It does. No, right on. We Tonight we were cooking the steak and I was pan cooking it. And I remembered, you know, I'd watch this Gordon Ramsay thing where he'd use butter. And I had some extra garlic actually that I had minced up myself. Like who minces garlic anymore? So I minced up some garlic, you know, threw the garlic in there with the butter. And, and I wish I'd had some jalapenos that I had, that I had minced up and I had, we hadn't used them all. And I tossed them cause I, we weren't going to use them. I wish I'd thrown those in there with it as well. And just, Oh my God. Been good. Yeah. No, no. Anyways. And they give you these big ass recipe cards. <laughs> They're gigantic. It's like, it's like recipes for idiots. Is it like an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper? Kind yes. Of thing? Okay. Yeah, they like pictures. Like, here's your, here's the picture of a onion. Well, that's good because yeah. I would have known. You know, <laughs> well, most of us don't. Like, we have gotten so far away from that. Like, when we think good cooking is Applebee's, like, we've gotten so far away from that. I just uh, every time I do this tonight, it was just delightful. You know, to chop and cut and get it ready and make it. And Sarah came home. She's like, "You want any help?" I'm like, "I got this." And it's just it felt good. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it's pretty I'll cool. I'll give it a shot at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the if first you're. time goes for like a week vacation by yourself without me and I have to cook for myself, then. Uh, well, if you ordered then, three, you would have six meals because it's there for two people. So you can gotcha. basically make it that night, 
eat half of it, have the the other half for lunch the next day, repeat, you know, or save it for leftovers for the next night, right? Yeah. Or mix it up, right? And make them, save them, eat them, whatever. Um, it's just great stuff. And again, like I said, it's it's new stuff I would never, I normally would not do. So if you want to do that, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. We're live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at TheAverageGuy.tv slash live. We'd love to have you come out and join us live for the live show. Want to thank uh, Mike and Emily. Ken was out here earlier. Nick's Ops is out here now. Welcome. Uh, Tony, Ron. Ron, good to see you out here. Uh, other Jim, Kevin, Schoonover, Peter, and everybody else who joined us tonight. We'll be, we're we're going to do some crypto uh, in the post show. You can't get the post show. Well, you can get it anywhere now, too. Actually, you got to head out to Patreon. If you've been, if you're new and you're like, hey, what are these crypto things? Just head out to our Patreon, theaveragegeguy.tv slash Patreon. And you can listen to them for free. I just put them out there and you can, you can stream them from there or you can download them either way. We'll be back next Thursday. I've got a full slate of programs ahead for you. With that, we'll say goodbye.